This is the podcast for the British International School New York, and welcome to Bisney Behind the Scenes, the podcast where we talk with staff, parents, and pupils to find out more about life at the school. In this episode, we speak to Year 9 school captains Owen and Marilia. They're going to explain to us how their experience of being at Bisney has shaped them for future life, what it's like to be at a school in New York City, and what their favourite school memories have been. But we also get to find out what their favourite and least favourite subjects are too, so stick around to hear what they might be. But for now, let's get into this episode. Owen and Marilia, welcome to Bisney Behind the Scenes. It's great to have you here. How are you today? Uh, I'm great. Uh, so today, uh, it's been a lot of stress, I guess you could say, because we have the exams coming up, but okay. I think I've been managing it well. I have a party tomorrow, so that's definitely taking my mind off things. Okay. Hopefully not too much, though. What sort of party is it? Oh, it's a birthday party for my best friend. Good stuff. How old's best friend going to be? He's going to be 15, actually. Wow. So he's a year older than all of us, but uh, he's in our grade. Excellent. Thanks for that, Owen. And Marilia, how are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty um, good. Um, yeah, as well, we have exams coming up, so of course that's been quite stressful. Um, I'm seeing a movie with my friends on Sunday. I think it just came out a few days ago. Okay. So I'm really looking forward to that. Okay, so in this podcast episode, we're going to talk about a few things, but you're both school captains in Year 9, aren't you? Tell me a little bit about what that means to be a school captain at Bisney. Owen, tell us a little bit about it. Well, so I've been a school captain twice now, and honestly, I think the big thing is being involved not only as, you know, a student who does well academically, but also a student who does well socially, because... I think the biggest part of being a school captain is just understanding what people want. And that comes day to day in conversations where people talk about what they like for lunch, what they feel about the homework, and all we're doing is really just bringing that back to the heads of the school. So Mm. we're not, most of the time, I would say, we're not coming up with the ideas, we're just relaying other people's opinions over. And so, you know, if, if you belong and and you wander about from social group to social group, then you, you kind of get um, a wide, vari- uh, wide variety of opinions. And then from there, you know, you can formulate, formulate like a, a collective idea of what needs to happen for the school. Oh, I see. Thank you for that, Owen. And Marilia, is there anything you want to add to that? Do you feel that there's a level of responsibility that you carry having to represent the voices of other people? Um, yeah, I believe there is a responsibility because, of course, we have to make sure that we're conveying the correct message to the, um, like, the headmaster. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't think Owen mentioned this, that we also are part of the student council, which is another decision-making committee, which works to m- improve the school and focus on any issues that are relevant. Ah, so what kind of issues come up for that sort of thing, then, in the school council? It's mainly, um, we focused on school lunches, which we've improved significantly. Um, and we were also talking about um, the curriculum for next year. It was kind of difficult uh, going into this year because everything sort of took a reset with COVID. Mm. So mm. I had been on council prior and we had done a lot of work with uniforms, bullying, lunches, etc. And so a lot of that work that we had done all of a sudden was erased as there was a new system that we didn't really have any input over. So this year, I think it's kind of a a fluke and an outlier because we're sort of making changes to a whole new system that hopefully won't be in in place for too long. 
Um, mm. So I think if there's any, you know, sort of emergency changes or things that obviously because we've, this is something that's been happening for less than a year now. So if there's any changes that need to be made, uh, especially for the people online who this year has been pretty difficult for, mm. if there's any mm. changes that need to be made instantly, like that's where we sort of come in. Uh, but prior years prior, we mostly focused on bigger issues. Uh, yeah, like curriculum and uniform and lunches and stuff like that. And mm. I would say we make pretty big change each year, but this year is kind of different. Well, it sounds like a very good program, though. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. A very good thing to be a part of. I think it's important to hear what the students have to say because, you know, it, it is our school, and um, it's something that I think if we can contribute to it, we thrive more in school. Mm. And that mm. just leads to, like, a positive cycle where the more we thrive, the more we have to say, and then just the better you do. Uh, in general mm. and I think that helps everyone so tell me then how has your experience at Bisney changed you as a person to make you more confident for when you leave Bisney and go off to other schools I'm not just thinking about being uh, school captains or part of the school council but just generally speaking by being at Bisney how has that changed you as people well, for me, I've attended Bisney since I was nursery when I was three years old. Wow. So I've been here. So this has been like the main school for me. Yeah. Um, and um, in the IB system, we're taught to incorporate these learner profile traits on how, for example, being balanced, principled, being a risk taker. Mm-hmm. And um, over the of course of the amount of years that you are at Bisney, you go into more depth of these learner profile traits and mm. learn how to incorporate them into your learning. And these, um, and like in nursery, we touched upon a few learner profile traits through um, play schemes and stories. Um, but as we grew older, we learned in more, we had more in-depth discussions and lessons about these profile traits. Mm-hmm. And I think I can really appreciate now um, this IB's program aims to, to develop the internationally minded students. Mm. Yeah, so uh, so for uh, my high school, I'm attending Regis, and there the model is to be meant for others. Uh, and I think, in a way, business sort of embodies that. You know, they welcomed me with open arms during what was a pretty difficult time of my life, and mm. they've treated me really well ever since. Um, the community here is super supportive, and I personally can't recall a serious incident of bullying harassment or any problems that typically plague other schools Uh, and what I do know though is that everyone is super outgoing about just helping each other and really pushing each other to be the best academically and socially Mm -hmm. as well so for example now we're doing a community project which I'm now heavily invested in and it feels like all we've ever done here is help each other out so of course we're all really well prepared academically uh, for high school, and I think that shows in our matriculations, but the side of school that's harder to teach, sort of, the social side, the side where you learn to foster a caring and supportive environment, I think really, I think Bisney fosters that in a really well way, and so that's mm-hmm. definitely mm-hmm. what I'm taking from Bisney to high school. Tell me a little bit about what life is like being at a school in New York City. I mean, it's a great place to be at school, but tell me what the experience is actually like for you both as students. Um... Well, it's quite amazing being in New York City, obviously. Um, Wherever you walk on the streets, you can always hear people talking with various accents and speaking in different languages to each other. And there's really great um, one-of-a-kind opportunities that you can experience in New York City that you can't experience in other places. Mm -hmm. And I think that Bisney reflects this very well. 
Because we were an international school with students from all over the world where you can make connections. Mm. I have only ever lived in New York City, so I have nothing to compare it against. But there are some things that you should probably know about New York City. So the commute, if you are coming from a place that is not in the neighborhood of Waterside, is usually mm-hmm. very annoying. I say as a rule mm-hmm. of thumb, if the MTA is involved, it's not fun. And on your way to school every day, you will encounter New York City's various wildlife. Um, mm-hmm. There's uh, the one specimen uh, called the pigeon. It is very frequently <laughs> found on the streets of New York. Um, but um, the other thing I would say is that if you're ever going to, if you're ever packing, like packing somewhere and planning to go to Waterside and you're ever deciding what to wear, you should always dress warmer because Waterside is 10 degrees cooler, Fahrenheit, of course. Um, is that right? Wow. Yeah, than what your phone will ever tell you given that it's right by the water and it's always very windy. So I always bring a sweatshirt just in case. But, you know, in all seriousness, I mean, New York's such a great place. I, would, I can't, can't see myself living anywhere else. Mm. Um, once, you, once you live here, it's your home, and I find mm-hmm. that it's, it's hard to leave. And even Waterside, it's just got this charming quality about it where you're just immediately accepted because people come here, uh, of all people come here. So no matter who you are, it mm. just becomes, you become it, and it becomes you. So New York City is definitely a great place to live. But you should have, uh, I would say, a more holistic picture of what <laughs> you're getting yourself into if you're going to live in New York City. Mm. Including the pigeons. That's really good to hear. Um, Owen, what other cities have you been to around the world? Well, I've been, I've been a lot across America. You know, I've mm-hmm. been to, I think, most of the 50 states. But okay. I don't travel that much internationally, which is a little it's a little mm-hmm. bit hypocritical as an international student <laughs> uh, at an international school. And I'm supposed to be representing the school. Um, but I know I, I know Marilee has traveled a lot more than me, so I'm sure yeah. she'll balance me out here. Well, let, let's hear some of these places then. Where have you been to? Um, well, actually, I don't travel that much internationally either. I go I have been to a few countries in Europe. But yeah, I've been to most of the 50 states. Um, so I guess it's not really balancing out. Mm-hmm. But well, I've definitely been to some cities in Europe. Which cities have you been to in Europe then, Maria? Um, well, I'm Greek, so I've gone to Athens in, in Greece. I see all my family there, which mm-hmm. is always really fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also been to, well, I don't think this counts, but I went to the airport in Switzerland when I was flying to Greece. Okay. Yeah. Which was very different from living in a city. Like, there's um, all these fields of um, green grass, and it's yeah. very different. You can mm. always tell what a place is like based on the airport. So, if you've been to an airport, I would say you've been to the place. I like the analysis there, Owen. This is good. Okay, both of you, tell me about some of your favorite memories you've had at Disney in your time there. That, uh, I don't even know where to begin, so I'm going to need to think about it for a little, so I'd let Mary Leah go. <laughs> okay, um, the first thing that I get, that really stood out to me was the Year 6 exhibition, mm-hmm. um, which is basically um, a culmination of our PYP education, and we had a chance to delve into a topic of our choice. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, my project was on light pollution, which most people, when I presented it, had no idea what it was, mm. which which made it even more fun to talk about as I I'm could sure explain the whole thing to them. Mm. Mm. 
And I was really fortunate to have an interview with a leading expert at, I think it was the Nash, someone from the National Park Service. Okay, which yeah. Which was very fun. So tell me about light pollution and who it affects in the world. Well, um, firstly, light pollution is the brightening of the night sky caused by man-made sources. So first of all, it blocks the stars which obviously if you're trying to look at the stars, you wouldn't be able to see it, which isn't exactly a problem, but it's very annoying, I guess you could say, to astronomers mm. or just mm. anyone looking up. Um, and it also affects animals such as sea turtles. Like when they first come out, when they first hatch, um, they follow the light to okay. the ocean, like the moonlight. And mm -hmm. when there's bright street lights, they're following to there and they go into roads and they get hit by cars, which oh, is that's going completely the wrong way, isn't it? Yeah. Mm. Um, also, I remember that I had a picture from um, a, um, a building in Chicago that's a glass building that has light reflecting off of it. Mm -hmm. And the amount of birds that died in one night, and it was <gasps> a crazy number. Um, really? Yeah, um, it was really unfortunate because there was many different species of birds and they just crash into the buildings because the light reflects off of the glass and it's very dangerous for them mm -hmm. and it's yeah well it's good that we've got people like you then to tell us all about light pollution and the dangers that it brings the hazards that it brings to, to nature yeah um owen how about you what sort of memories do you have yeah i mean these big events are obviously very captivating like i know i loved my exhibition I loved my right now community project, um, the STEAM fair, we did stuff, so science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. I think mm -hmm. also there's the day-to-day -day aspect where if you're an MYP and you're walking from class to class across the plaza um, and just, you know, hanging out after school, it's such a great place to congregate. Uh, there's just, you know, it's, it's a very vibrant scene where, you know, everyone just comes after school and... Mm -hmm. Everyone just has a lot of fun there, and though my first memories were definitely playing soccer on the plaza, um, and you know they're, they're memories I hold deeply in my heart, just because even though they don't seem that significant in the moment, it's just mm. knowing that it's a day-to-day -day thing and that your friends will be there um, after school, and it's something you can look forward to, and just going there because. You know, you not only love what is in store for you academically and you look forward to those things, but you also just mm. look forward to, instead of it feeling like a grind um, and like a process, you just look forward to the day-to-day. -day. Um, and so that's why I really, like, cherish all of the memories, you know, not e not just the big events, but just every day going here. I really like that, Owen. So you're, you're basically saying then that every day, even if it's not a special day, can easily be a memorable day just because it's part of everyday life at Bisney. Yeah, of course. And I think everyday life at Bisney is honestly fantastic. Uh, and I, mm. I, it's hard to see myself having any other day-to-day -day life. And, you know, the environment that I have in the classroom and the environment that I have outside of the classroom, uh, you know, I, I can't even rem account the amount of times I've nearly died laughing and uh, <laughs> I found myself, you know, intrigued and that sort of environment is something that you just look forward to every day and you cherish it every day and you it makes you see like you know your life as like really a blessing um so mm -hmm. that's that's definitely like you know just because it's not a big thing it's it just you know it's definitely something i'd still cherish and remember so Tell me what it's like with the teachers helping you. Um, I mean, in what ways do the teachers help you through school? I, I don't just mean on the academic side. I mean, just part of B 
being a teenager and growing up? Yeah, I think the teachers, well, not only do I think the teachers are really helpful, but bigger than that itself is that there's a culture of students who aren't shy to mm. ask for help. And I think this is part partly because of the teacher-to-student ratio. It's really good. And so because the students are always, even if it's something small, they're ne- never, I've never have seen, even the shyest kids are never hesitant if they have a question or they have a problem to go up to a teacher. And so automatically then you could be the worst teacher in that situation, you would be really helpful. But the teachers are super helpful as well. So with that, I think you have like a really fostering environment for any type of student in any circumstance. Marilia, how do you find it? Um, well, also, it's more than that. The teachers are really great role models. They're really inspiring. And um, I really look up to some of the teachers at Bisney because they're just like when they teach their topics, it's really engaging. And even if it's a topic that I really dislike, um, the teachers make it interesting and I want to learn more about it. Give me one of the topics that you learn at school that you do really like and also one maybe that you don't like, Marilia. Um, well, I don't particularly like maths because mm-hmm. I just find it quite difficult. But I feel like that Ms. Chima, she's a really great teacher. She explains things really clearly and she's a really great role model. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, definitely. And, and one subject that I quite enjoy is drama because... Um, it's like our current unit, we're um, looking at a play called DNA, mm-hmm. and um, we're reading out scenes and trying to block different these different scenes out, mm-hmm. and we get to work in group environments, and the teacher is really supportive and gives us great suggestions on how to improve our performances, and I find that class really enjoyable. Awesome. That sounds really good. Now, for both of you, I've got a quick question, nothing at all to do with school. Uh, what was the last film, the last movie that either of you saw that you really enjoyed? Whether it was at the cinema or because cinemas have been closed, I imagine, whether you saw it on TV. What was the last thi- last good film that you saw? Well, for me, I saw it, um, I think, two weeks ago oh. with my friends. It was the Demon Slayer movie. Okay. Um, it's an anime movie, which you have to read the subtitles, which can be quite annoying. But the movie was really good and... If you were to see this, I recommend watching the first season of Demon Slayer first. Otherwise, you won't have any idea what's happening. Okay, right. I'll make sure I watch the first season first then. Thanks for that, Marilia. Yeah. Owen, how about you? Uh, well, for me, so I know that my... We haven't gone out, obviously, to the theater that much. Or mm. I, at all, really. But what we have is you know, some of the subscription services. So we got Disney+. Plus. Uh, mm-hmm. So a lot of my family will be on the couch and we'll put on um, a movie. So one franchise that I hold dear to my heart is The Simpsons because mm. I remember that my dad gave me like a stack of like the first five seasons and mm-hmm. I'd always watch them all the time. So I put on The Simpsons movie in a sense to educate uh, my brothers mm-hmm. on the culture that they shockingly never mm-hmm. had been uh, a part of. And mm. so they they really love the Simpsons movie. Uh, so I always say that it's a, it's you know the fifteenth time maybe I've watched it. So I, that would be <laughs> you know a very uh, cultural film for me and something that I hold with uh, great reverence. So yeah. And then you mentioned Disney as well. What's your favorite Disney film? Well, I love the Marvel franchise, uh, the Marvel mm-hmm. Cinematic Universe. Uh, so mm-hmm. I'd say the Iron Man, the Iron Man mm-hmm. movie is probably my classic. The the first one, yeah, it's really mm-hmm. good. 
I think Anthony Mackie plays. Oh, I know Anthony Mackie plays Falcon, but there's someone else who plays um, the other one, the War Machine. Don Cheadle mm-hmm. plays War Machine. That's um, it. Yeah. So that's it. yeah, that's that's the other one. He's a great actor too. So. Mm. Okay, well, uh, let's leave it there for the moment. Owen and Marilia, thank you both for coming on. Thank you for talking to us. It's been great to hear about life at Disney through your eyes. Thank you both very much for your time. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Thank you. So that was Year 9 School Captains Owen and Marilia. Thank you to both of you for coming on to this episode of the podcast. Now, if you've heard anything about what they've said and you've got a question to ask the school, then just contact them. All the ways to do that are on the school's website, which is bisney.org. That's B-I-S hyphen N-Y dot org. And if you haven't followed this channel yet, then now is the time to do so, because then when each episode is released, you'll just receive a small notification to let you know that it's there. So go and do that. But in the meantime, thank you for listening to this episode, and we look forward to seeing you again soon. Bye for now.